Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Woohoo! Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to learn and grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Absolutely. If you want to find us on the internet, family, go to trustthejourney.today. That's our website. It's our Instagram. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Give us five stars if you love the show. If you, uh, you know, that helps us get it out to the wider world, which is definitely part of our goal. And if you'd like to join the Trust the Journey family more intimately, you can donate on Patreon in any amount, and that will get you into the private Facebook group where we expand the conversation. Yeah, it's a great group. We'd love to have you there. And like Mel said, you can find us anywhere. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. Come join us. We'd love to have you. We'd also like to thank our editor, Kimberly Joy Voice, for taking over the editing and showing us how to do it, continuing to learn and progress through our process here. If you need some help with your podcast editing services, please reach out and give her a call. She'd be happy to take care of you. Her email is KimberlyJoyVoice at gmail.com. Yeah, and I think that's almost totally appropriate as we launch into today's episode because, guys, team, family, this today, we are recording on our three-year anniversary of the show being in existence. Woo! Happy anniversary! Yeah. (laughs) Happy anniversary, Jay. We're both rocking our Trust the Journey t-shirts. I forgot to put mine on. I just ran to the other room. I was like, fuck, I need to put my shirt on. Totally. But Kim has, it's its funny I, why I say that about Kim helping us is that right before this episode, three years into public publishing. So Jay and I have been working together longer than three years, but today, three years ago, we published the very first episode and have, and I'm very proud of this, we have published bi-weekly the entire time. I think there's one time we like were late by a couple of days or something like that, but for the most part, we have done it the entire time and I'm I'm that it's just profound how much that actually takes but even just today 3 years in we're still working on improving our audio quality and we're dealing like looking at the levels and making sure they're right and okay make sure this bar is up on your screen so that you can see if it goes above this decibel level stuff like that stuff that I would never even think to care about so I, I just want to highlight that as as the continuation of the work of a big project like this. Well, there's so many challenges that come along with, you know, this kind of an endeavor. Um, first of all, we don't work out of a sound studio where we both sit down together and rely upon audio technicians to take over the helm of responsibility when it comes to like sit here, just speak into the microphone. We've got everything else taken care of. We have the responsibility of setting up everything ourselves and figuring it all out. Speaking of that, Sound Studio, I'm coming to you today from Redfoot Productions Studio in Moab, Utah. He was nice enough to let me use his space this morning for this recording. So thanks, Ryan, for providing the studio space to be able to record our three-year anniversary episode of Trust the Journey. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Is he your friend? Is it just um, random? Ryan, yeah. Ryan started off as a friend of mine, and we are now business partners. We've recently um, founded a new 
group. It's a collective, which I'm very proud to say has a lot of um, inertia collecting behind it. It's getting traction. It's got direction. And it is called the Desert Soul Collective. And it is out of Moab, Utah. And we are a group of individuals that are passionately minded around creating conscious events and intimate experiences and I don't have my vision and mission written down right in front of me, but you're making me pull it up. Ah. <laughs> um, it's a great group of people, and we're putting on events here in the Moab area, in the outdoors, in nature, and they're music events, they're experience events, and they're consciously curated towards experiential connection and really thinking about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And literally last night, we just had our first, well, We've had many meetings up to this point. We've been working on it for almost a year to this point. Mm -hmm. But last night we put it in stone that today we're launching our first event. And it is going to be on September 25th. Ah, Amazing. And it's so funny. You're like, oh, God, I don't have the mission. Remember, oh, I should have it. You know what? Shit. Like, we've been reading our intro. and And I say reading, but like. It takes time for those things to, for us to really get the words. I mean, yeah, you could sit and memorize something, you know what I mean? And there's value in that, I think, too, because I can, for the most part, rattle off our our stuff now without looking. But there is a part of me that's like, I want to make sure I I know it. I want to make sure I say it the way that we really consciously and deliberately crafted that mission statement. And uh, yeah, go ahead, read it. Let's hear it. I just pulled it up because I didn't want to stumble over it. So our mission is creating immersive, connective, elevating experiences. Our vision is we are energy conscious, growth based community focused on turning our dreams into reality. We thrive on self-expression, creativity, inclusion, love and gratitude. And lastly, we have a mantra, which is something and I really like. This is where like the rubber really meets the road. It's great. Our passion inspires us. Our art empowers us. And our connection completes us. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm I really excited to it. see what this group is going to produce. And I'm so excited. There's so many beautiful people who are such driven individuals. And, and it's so fun to talk about that because... Every one of these experiences, you know, trust the journey, you and I working together has brought so much growth in myself, Mm -hmm. you know, like I I can thank you so much for this partnership and for this teamwork and for this energy and commitment to the cause and my personal value return for committing into this project, trust the journey has been immeasurable. Like, I don't even know to say, like, what if I didn't do Trust the Journey three years ago? Where would I be right now? I'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I did three Trust the Journey three years ago because (laughs) this is such a huge personal growth that's come as a result of this commitment to saying, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to keep doing it and we'll see where it goes. And we don't know what the path is, but we know why we want to do something and that it's important to us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's so interesting because what I, I love that you just shared about this other project, this other thing that you're working on, that's such a, a big part of this, of Trust the Journey too, is that we know it's not our main focus in our lives and our businesses and our just, it, it, but it is an important thread. And, and I say that not to elevate it, I say that to honor it. And uh, 
there is it, we mentioned this last time we talked about the in the family episode about continuing to show up there is a, a ton of power continuing to show up you know what i mean like continuing to sort of like a metronome show, continue to show up and have an expanded experience You know what I mean? It's easy, quote unquote, not really. I acknowledge anybody who starts a podcast and learns all the things that go into starting a podcast and then recording some episodes and all that stuff. There's a lot that goes into just that. There's it's a different experience to do all of that and then to continue to do it. That's what I think is so powerful about Trust the Journey is That's just on a project perspective, much less all the conversations you and I have had, much less all of the connections we've fostered outside of these these recorded sessions, all of you know, all of the the action and connection and support and love in the family group, all of that stuff only is born from the consistency over time and the showing up over time. And whether we get acknowledged for that or not does not matter. I believe deeply that the fact that you you and I have really done that work to show up consistently over time, that builds trust with the world, with people who see us, who listen, who, who just start listening today. They'll be like, fuck, they've been doing this a long time. Damn. Like there, there's something to that that's very powerful that I think underpins the kind of conscious connections and love and gratitude and, and true connection that we're actually working to cultivate. I think without it, we could, it's just not as easy to cultivate. You know what I mean? Where does trust come from? You're so dead on the money. You know, I think about the fact that our modern neighborhood, the world neighborhood that we live in now, it's so different from what it once was. Um, I had the recent experience since I moved to Moab about a year ago of you know, transplanting myself into a new location and suddenly I'm in a new small town. It's quite a small town. And when you go to the grocery store, you see the same faces all the time and you start to see, become a regular person. You know, you, the second or third time you see a grocer, a, a cashier at the checkout and they recognize your face. The local community grocery store here has the, um, it has a, a, it's a co-op. So if you purchase a membership, you get a standard discounted rate on all these items. And when I first arrived, I purchased a co-op membership. I'm like, I'm going to be part of this community. Nice. I want to buy in and say, here, I'm going to represent my my stake in I value this community by putting my money on the table, first of all, and saying, here's how I value this is because money is a clear representation of value. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to do that. It's not easy to throw money around. And so it means something, right? So I put my money on the table and say, yes, I'd like to be part of this community. And then when they say, oh, do you have a member number? I say, yes, I do. You know, And that's my first way to honor that community back to say, yes, I want to be part of your little collective that you've got going on here. And then eventually they say, what's your member number? Instead of asking me, do you have a yeah. member number, right? Yeah. And then eventually they go, oh, your number's three, one, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, then that, and so that time after time after time, that relationship builds. And I'm the kind of person who makes the effort to say hello to the people at the cash register. And nice. I start to have a small talk, a little conversation get to know their names. And I had a wonderful, oh, it's so great. So (laughs) got to meet this one lovely lady here. We had a little banter back and forth. And 
I so appreciated the conversation. It was just so real, you know, like she really just didn't hide anything at all. And she just put who she is right there. And it really made me smile and it brought me a real connection, right? Like I felt that connection. I'm like, oh, this is a real person and she's just being herself. And I think like a, a month or six weeks later, we ran into each other at getting takeout. She was just waiting for her order as I was walking in to place an order. Yeah. And we stood and we had a conversation for about 45 minutes. Amazing. You know? And we just dove into this and she's standing there with her food getting cold while we just... <laughs> get you know continue going on and on and on on the conversation and you know since then she's it's become a friend you know yeah and that regular occurrence when i go into that shop you know i say oh hi how are you or he sees around the corner oh hi you know yeah that that regularity that is easy easier to generate in person through those kind of regular repeated patterns of like here I am doing the things that I just do in my life. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to go to the gas station. I have to take care of my responsibilities. But you and I, Mel, we don't bump into each other at the grocery store. I know. Right? Yep, so yep. this sitting down and committing to I will be present mm -hmm. takes more effort. It, it has to be like I need to block this space out yeah. to create space for Trust the Journey every week. Every week I have to go, what? part of my week is trust the journey going to get because trust the journey is important to me. Yeah. And that same process happens with flight one. What port of, what portion, which is going to be one of the biggest one is of my week is flight one going to get. And then what portion of my week am, am I going to give to myself for self-love and what portion of my week am I going to give to the desert soul collective? And, and I got to divide it up between all the things in my life that yep. I need to try and that I value, which Absolutely. is, it can be hard sometimes. Oh, I'm so with you. Yeah. What part of my week gets trust the journey? What part of my week gets highlight? What part of my week gets Melanie, me? What part of my week gets MelanieCurtis.com? What part of the week gets my writing? What part of the week gets with our whole broken hearts? What, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, we are prolific people, no doubt. You know what I mean? And I say that as, as just an acknowledgement and not necessarily a, you know, judgment, good or bad just to say that we're working on a lot of stuff. We value our time and energy and life force and all those things. We've said that a million times. But it's, I'm, I think it's useful to note about Trust the Journey is that it can be easy to have something that doesn't feel like the, it's in the top spot fall off the table. And there's something in trust in our commitment to trust the journey that is this commitment, at least for me, around we don't know where this is going to go, but we believe that it has the potential to really go somewhere, quote unquote. And I mean that in terms of our values, our mission of creating conscious connections, bringing people together, learning and growing together, sharing all of those things that we talk about, contributing. It's, it's like there's a belief in me that the showing up, the, the continuing to create over time, like I said, is what builds into what we actually vision for what this is. And that's why I personally have consistent energy to show up. Not that there are days when I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. The last thing I want to do is talk to anybody. You know what I mean? That's not even a, <laughs> that's not even a, a comment on you. It's like some days I don't want to talk to fucking anybody. And it's, you know, I'm grateful 
for the gentleness of this space also and the values that underpin it because in this space, I can still show up on days like that and be like, you know what I mean? And not have to be, I mean, you're on, you know what I mean? We're on, but I don't have to be on in the performative sense. I don't have to be on in the I'm trying to be something I'm, I'm not today. I can, I can really be what I, I am that day. You know what I mean? If I really needed rest, I would simply ask to reschedule. You know, if I really needed time away from talking to any other person, I would, I would reschedule. But anyway, I'm just a question sort of rambling. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm just, I was just relating to all the different hats that we wear. You know, and the responsibility of, for me at least, when I have a list of responsibilities like my flight one tasks, I've got meetings virtually every day that I need to show up to and I need to be on, you know, I need to be clear headed. I need to be present. I need to be able to listen. I need to be not distracted. I need to have not, you know, the time has to be allocated for that. And previously, one of the large components of my life, which I'm still doing some of, but much less of now is the canopy coaching role. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure you relate as a life coach, if there's a time slot scheduled, you know, so say I have the weekend booked a Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be running courses. I can't just call in and say, I'm not really feeling like it today. Yeah. You know, I got to show up. I got Mm -hmm. a dozen people that have committed to that time and space and they're all there and all their inve- their deposits are down, they've paid, they're, you know, the DZ's host, like all the things are in place. So I can't just say, I don't feel like it. Yeah. I need to take a day off. You know, I got to mm-hmm. show up even if I'm not in the state of mind where I'm ready to give, you know, maybe I've been mm-hmm. giving all week because my personal life required it and whatever. And now I have to show up and give to another scenario. So I guess my question there is, when you show up to trust the journey, there's still going to be a level of that, right? Like yeah. we still have to yeah. be able to say, I'm going to contribute. But do you feel like you can be relaxed enough here where you're like showing up to hang out with friends? Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. I do feel like I'm hanging out with my very, uh, my very thoughtful, space-holding, you know, intentional chill friend like I, I could do a bunch bunch of different you know adjectives about the describing the feelings and yeah of course I when I show up I I make sure I am on enough that I'm honoring the space that's what I, I guess what I mean is like if I mm. for some reason couldn't do that that's the only time I would I would really ask to to move but like I guess I'm more talking about this, the emotional safety that this space is intentionally built around. That's really what I'm talking about. But for the most part, if something is important to me, I am going to show up much like we have done the last three years, regardless of how I'm feeling. And I'm going to do my very best to honor my commitment to that thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, for sure. Of course, there's an element of being on because of the care connected to what we're doing here. So yeah, I mean, it's really very, very rare that I would, I don't know, go, 
I, yeah, it's rare that I would want to reschedule this, to be honest, because I do yeah. care about it so much. Uh, but I guess I'm more saying like the, I'm speaking more to the gentleness of the space versus something like a life coaching call is not the same thing. I bring a much more elevated level of onness to those calls that I have to I have to fully hold the space there and be really connected and really present so that I'm giving mm-hmm. really what that person is needing that day and giving them the highest elevated level of service yes but connection also and in that the also intuitive you know experience and help that they actually hire me for in that space so that's a very different level of energy it requires more of me I love so much of what you had to say there. That was really powerful. You know, I, I think about the analogy of, and this is one of my favorites. I guess there's just something that really warms my heart about it. Like it really touches me in that connective heart space, which is I love to be able to walk into a friend's place and sit down on the couch and just either pick up my phone or put on the TV <laughs> or pick up a magazine or like whatever. Like you just sit down on a couch or a chair and make yourself at home. Yeah. You know? And be comfortable and not feel like you need to even announce your presence, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's that kind of warm, safe space that we've curated for each other here. And um, I f- would like to feel like, and I would hope, to listeners, let us know. I'd like for your feedback here. I'd like to know if you get that same feeling as a listener that you're able to just sit down in the room with us yeah. and be part of the conversation as a listener and feel invited and feel safe and feel that same warm sitting at a friend's couch feeling like, yeah, whatever we have to shoot the shit about today, it doesn't matter. None of it's going to make any difference in the end. We're friends when we walk to the room and we're friends when we walk out of the room. You know, there's not no judgment here. Yeah, you know? yeah. I hope so. I definitely hope, yeah, I hope so. so, too. Really yeah. hope so. I think that's exactly what we're our, our goals are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Three years. Three years of, of publishing. Yeah. I mean, so it's like going on for what I think we started, we published what, nine months or eight months after we started talking, I think eight months, something like that. So it's like, wow, yeah. I'm proud so of us. So check this out. I really um, am. Me too. Definitely. We're going to publish this episode on September 18th, right? We're mm-hmm. recording it on September 1st. And following this... The next episode will be on October 2nd. And October 2nd will be my first episode of Walking Each Other Home. We just re- recently finished the, uh, the first wave of edit on that. And I'm really happy with how it came out. I'm, you know, after I gave it some time to settle a little bit and like let, like step away from it and say, okay, at first I really didn't. I was like, ah, this sucks. You know, we didn't do a good job. And then let it settle and come back to it. I'm like, actually, no, we did a great job. This is yeah, awesome. Cool. Good editing, good content. It's really solid. And so I'm super excited that the first episode of Walking Each Other Home is going up on October 2nd. And I'm so proud of you, Melanie, that you just released your first Conscious Connections episode. Yeah. So we first started talking about this goal of both of us splitting off and doing these secondary shows mm-hmm. under the Trust the Journey umbrella. Over a year ago. Oh, yeah. Well over a year. Well over a year ago. Yeah. And it's taken that long of hashing through the ideas and framing them up and getting them to where they want to be, sorting out the technical challenges, figuring out all the things that we need to do to relate 
to each other and to feel good about what we're doing under the main pretext of the show and looking at our, our, our mission and making sure that what we're doing is within the mission and then actually, you know, bringing those to fruition so that we can deliver them. And so I loved the episode with Tania. It was awesome. Yay. It was such a great listen. Oh. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just like anything else, as we have these branches that are now now starting to to go off and begin to flower off of this sort of main tree, it's uh they're gonna be learning cur they're already learning curves on those branches, you know what I mean? So like for the Tania episode of uh, fixing the audio issues and the recording, we had some, uh, had some issues with that, but it's, it's just like anything else. You learn, you put yourself out there, you try something new, you are committed, you are called to it enough that you talk about it for a year, year and a half, and then you finally do it. You know what I mean? And then you are in, um, at that point inside of the that learning experience. So similar with you, with you guys, actually, I'm very excited to hear the Walking Each Other Home episodes. Very stoked about I, that. I can't wait for the the first two are both recorded already. Yeah. And they're, they're fantastic. I believe I'm really you. excited. The, you know, when I go back and I listen to them proof, proofing through the audio to make sure everything's good and making edits to them, I'm like, oh, wow, this is this is great. I'm so excited. So, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and you're in the same learning curve. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Because you're physically walking with people, right? That's the premise of the show. You're literally yeah. physically walking with each other in support of the metaphor that you're basing the show on, right? Yeah, so like imagine that technical experience. You know, I'm, I'm saying this more for listeners. It's a, it's it's a thing. You know, like if you have this idea, you want it to become reality. You don't know how to do it. We we just have to start learning how to do stuff. We will usually mess it up. It usually will kind of suck at first, but like with at least these two arms of trust the journey, we have skills and experience from the core three years of doing this sort of the baseline show to help us ideally be even better as we branch off into these new uh, new arms as well. So anyway, I'm excited. I'm all about it. I'm proud of you. No, same for you. And thank, thank you very much. I received that praise with a compliment um, because I know that is I know the challenge is related and I'm the same going back to you for you know stepping up in in the uh, conscious connections and figuring out how to do this you know how to make it work and I want to touch on that uh, one something you just said in that comment which was that there's probably going to be some errors in the beginning no there are going <laughs> yeah, to be true. lots of errors early <laughs> on there and is the learning process, I mean, I've been coaching for 20 plus years now, and the learning process looks like this. You try something that you don't know how to do, and you do a version of it that is a poor representation of what you're looking to accomplish, mm -hmm. right? And then you try it again, and it may or may not improve from what you previously did. It might get worse than what you did the first time. It yeah. might continue to get worse for a while as we try iterations that are what we think are the way to go, which may or may not be the way to go. And eventually, if we stay at it long enough, it'll come around if we do the research, if we stay at it, if we get the advice and 
learn from others and do all the things that we need to do to help improve. And sometimes it's just a matter of nose to the grindstone repeatedly over and over and over again to figure it out ourselves. Because we may not have the example to lean on. Yeah. Right? Like sometimes what we're trying to figure out how to do something differently doesn't have the say, oh, I'm just going to do what these guys did because they've done it before me and they did it well. And the reason I'm diving into this a little bit more is because I want the people who I'm working with in projects right now to hear this, to say, if we're trying to do something differently than it's ever been done before, and we don't have a key example to follow, we're pioneering a way to do things differently. And that means we're having to try a bunch of things that we don't know if they're going to work or not. And it means some of them, most of them are going to fail. And that's going to mean showing up and failing, showing up and failing, showing up and failing until we show up eventually the one time where we go, oh, that's it. And we got it. And then we get to the next level and then we start all over again. Yep. And we go fail, 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 fail. Got it. Wait, wait, no, didn't get it. Try again. Fail, 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 fail. Okay, wait, no, got a step. Let's go forward. You know, got it. 100%. That's the whole, that's the fun in life. And it's not, it's funny how these things are not easy. They're hard and they hurt and they're frustrating and it's, ugh. But that's the fun is the challenge of trying to figure out how to do it differently and how to do it better. So true. So, so, so true. I think it's super critical that people really get that. Because if we're like, I need a full-on, totally exacting plan before I begin, you'll never do anything. You'll never do anything. (laughs) If you carry in and listen, again, I've said this before, um, I've dubbed myself the recovering perfectionist. I feel very good about where I have come and that personal part of my own healing. And a lot of it has come from entrepreneurship, from projects, from the iterative experience over time of going out into spaces and creation, creation spaces where it is totally uncharted for me, you know, and it's totally uncharted and and genuinely having the experience of it cannot possibly be perfect out the gates. And if it is, God, that is boring. It's not inspiring. It doesn't usually make any impact. And like, I'm imagining if people are, are listening to this show, they're, they're drawn more to projects that are, you know, called from someplace that are, that have some, some element of, of a calling inside themselves, whether it just needs to be created and in the world. Like that's some, something about like my audible book, for example, I, I'm like, I hope it helps people. I hope people listen to it and are inspired and moved and it it impacts the world in a big way. And even if it doesn't, it needs to be in the world. I, I need it and want it to be in the world. So like that was a big part of making that a reality for me or a project that's connected to something where we believe it's gonna, it's definitely gonna make an impact. You know what I mean? Like now that- Now that it's complete, and this is just the Audible book, for example, now that it's complete, I believe deeply that anybody who listens to it will benefit and that it will make ripples in the world and and positive impact. I feel super, super clear about that. Similarly about the show. Like, I feel like when people listen to this, I don't 
know if everyone's walking away with value, but I, I really believe that there is, because this is a space of actual reality, like re, being real, being authentic, showing up, and like all the things that we talk about, that's what moves me the most about this, this show that we do, is that it is a space for true authenticity for contemplation, for being in the work of, of imagining what's possible and not knowing what is. And I love that. And I love, and being willing to screw it up. Like you have to be willing to suck and flail and look stupid and feel stupid and feel scared. You have to be willing to do all of that. Otherwise, you, you just won't do it. You have to be willing to fuck it up. Yes. You have to true. be willing to fuck it up. Oh, yeah. so true. It's so, it's so perfectly poignant that that's the commentary. That's the, that's the <laughs> statement that needs making. We have to be willing to fuck it up. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. What so, else is on your mind? Tell me. Well, I'm thinking about how the, what you were just saying of how it has a positive impact and, you know, when it, and how it affects people. And I'm reflecting on a message that I received not that long ago, only within a few weeks ago. I got a message from a dear friend of mine, and he said, I didn't realize how much I was struggling, and suddenly I found myself in a really challenged place. And the next thing you know, I was near the point of a crisis line. And having to reach out and listening to our show, got them to pick up the phone and call suicide hotline. Oh, amazing. And I'm like, what? Like, seriously? Like, there, you know, and then I realized, I'm like, you know what? We've received dozens and dozens and dozens of these reach outs from our listeners to say, thank you so much for the show. Thank you for what you've had to say. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being real. Thank you for all the different things. And, you know, Mel and I have this practice that whenever we receive a PM or whatever, we chop off the person's name from the top so we don't share who is sharing. Yep. And we just share the content of it so that we can each see the impact that it's having. And it's a really powerful process to continually reinforce the, the value of this work. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit like, how do I say this? We don't know what we're doing, right? <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Who and does? That's, that's the whole point. It's okay because <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing. So right? true. Nobody knows what's going on. The whole thing is just happening. We're born, it's happening, and we die. And in the meantime, we're like, what's going on? I'm doing my best <laughs> to figure it out, and I don't know. And in the meantime, I might make up some ideas that I think I know, right. but whatever. Right. Everybody has their own perspective, so everybody's perspective is correct. It's all a, a great ride. And in the meantime, do the good work. Just do the good work, you know? So here we are showing up, speaking our truth. And that's what it's about, right? Like speaking our truth. We don't know, but we're trusting our truth. This is my heart telling me that this is what I feel, that this is what I think I know. This is what I can speak on from my perspective on my journey on this life. and. If it's right, it's right. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. Either way, I do my best. And sometimes I fuck it up. And sometimes it, it's positive and it helps people. And that's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's 
God, it's so true. Nobody knows what they're doing. God, that's no truer a statement hath been spoken, Jason Maletsky. <laughs> you can know? go ahead and put that quote to my name. <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. It's so fucking true. Yeah. And and in addition to that, with that that statement, that sentiment frees us when we start to believe and connect to that understanding because it's so easy to look out in the world and go well fuck mel and jay have it together they've been doing the fucking show for three years or that guy's got it together because x the x happens with their business or that guy's got it together because they've got you know perfect family photos on their facebook or whatever whatever it might be and through the thing I, I, that goes back to our values of living, laughing, learning, learning, loving, is, is learning because we also absolutely learn through our experiences. If you looked at Jay and me fucking three years ago or three years ago and eight months ago to today, it's, it's not the same situation. We have grown. We absolutely have learned. And as a result, we are more capable in the world. Does that mean that the illusion of control tries to sneak in and we feel like we're not? We're yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So it's like that the premise of nobody knows what they're doing. I, I love that as it relates to opening the, the cage doors uh, for people. Open those fucking cage doors of going, I need to know X, Y, Z, A, B, C before I can whatever. That is just fucking a false, man. And the only reason I can say that with such intensity and, and commitment is, is that it's underpinned by all this experience where I've, I've said, okay. I don't I don't need to know what I'm doing to start. I don't need to know what I'm doing to begin. Has that brought me into some painful experiences, which then helped me learn some more? Yes. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting that this just frees us from all danger or emotional pain or or financial fuck ups or lots of things. There's lots of fuck ups available in nobody knows what they're doing. So like it goes back to that idea. So I, I wanted to speak to both because the learning and the growing really is present just as much as the freedom and the complete freedom found in not knowing what you're doing. It really does. You know, it's just sitting kind of meditating, listening to you. And at the same time, I'm like uh, doing a koan practice um, of listening to that statement in itself and like separating myself from it and just. I, I, um, the way that a koan works is it can e instantly put you into a deep state of meditation. Oh, and cool. so they're uh, a Tao Buddhist. Uh, no, sorry, Zen Buddhist monks have been practicing this koan um, ritual for millennia. And they're short, poignant statements that bring us to a place where we can contemplate the depth of the universe, you know, and mm. immediately put us into this place of like, wow, this is really like, there we are. You know, that's what we say. There we are. Amazing. Right. All yes. of a sudden, there I am. And I had pulled into that space while still listening to you. And 
I love this practice of, of listening to koans. If you would like to learn more about them, go on the Waking Up app. There's a section under practice at the bottom, and it's Henry Shookman has this whole long section on koans, and he does a wonderful job of talking, speaking on them. You can also just look up Henry Shookman. He runs a center in New Mexico and does work in Encinitas, California as well. And he's a, an excellent uh, practitioner of the, the koan way. And there are these beautiful little statements, and I believe that to be the second one that has come to me now. And it had me feeling like, you know what? Everything really is okay. As soon as I got into this space where I'm like, nobody knows what they're doing. I'm authorized to make mistakes. I'm authorized to forgive everybody else for the mistakes they're making. Mm -hmm. Now, I just suddenly realized that we're all on the same journey, that we're all struggling with the same challenges. We all have the same egos. We all have the same misperceptions. We all do the same, you know, good and bad. And there we are. There we are. We're all the same on the same journey. And we weren't given a manual and we can't be expected to do it perfectly. And that's okay. And fuck it up. <laughs> yes. Yes. So true. So, so true. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being the mirror there. That was really powerful. You're I appreciate welcome. it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The as much as we talk about, you know, being in ceremony and the healing work we've done with plant medicines in almost every time for me, pretty much every, well, actually every time the profound insights I walk away for, from ceremony with are those are very simple, very short statements. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, um. Yeah, I don't need to dive necessarily into that, but that I feel like that's I don't know much about the Koans statements and I'll I'll totally be listening up on that. I'm ex I'm interested to learn more because it's sounds powerful and amazing. Uh yeah, it it makes me think of the insights that I walk away from ceremony is like simple statements, believe, go yeah. slow, make healthy choices. <laughs> you know, everything else? sideways. Receive. <laughs> trust yeah i always have the same thing they're always very simple one or two maybe three word connections that are just anchors they're emotional yeah. and conceptual anchors so you got me to a spot that's worth noting is that our most listened episodes the ones that have had the most listeners are the ones where we've spoken on our ayahuasca experiences and on our psychedelic journeys with psilocybin. These are these ones have been our most popular episodes by far. And that to me says a lot. It really says that where society is as a whole right now. When we have just dozens and dozens and dozens of different things that we talk about, anything from what's our favorite movie to <laughs> what's my deepest spiritual experience. People go, what's my deepest spiritual experience? Yeah. They, they want to touch on the one that really anchors to like, what is going on here? And I really feel like everybody, we all have the same thing. We all want to know what the hell's going on. And we just don't, you know, yeah. and we have to reach out for these touch points that we can say, like, we're getting feedback on what is going on. And those uh, psychedelic experiences are really powerful touch points. They really let us 
anchor in for a second to, to a potential that we may or may not have considered before. Mm-hmm. And so that creates a frame of reference for us. It starts to say, oh, if I go this way far enough, I'll, I'll hit a wall. If I go this way far enough, I'll hit a wall. And we start building a reality around ourselves. And at least for me, that's how I perceive those types of experiences. They still leave lots of undefined areas. They mm-hmm. don't set up a context for everything so that you know, it's all laid out now. There's tons to figure out that we're just never going to figure out in this lifetime. And we have to accept that we are going to die without figuring those things out and, and that that's okay. Yeah. 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 The uh, cool thing about that, I mean, I love that. I mean, think about how much, if we are, again, reflecting on getting to where we are today, getting to the fact that those are our most listened to episodes, we had to then in the background, go through the conversations of, do we want to talk about this publicly? We talked and and reflected on that a lot. We obviously listened to other resources and sources of this conversation ourselves that gave us a little bit of a framework, like listening to Tim Ferriss, for example, talk about psychedelics was a, was a huge supporter to me being like, this guy has a ton, like he is, has such a huge listenership and he is able to be out, out in the world talking about this Aubrey Marcus, other, other channels that I've, that I've listened to around psychedelic Sam Harris. Exactly. So many, so many different channels and that supporting me to get to a point where, where can we, you know, safely and in alignment with ourselves and, and our mission in this world and our callings show up on, in this conversation. And that took time too, you know, and and I'm sharing this for, for you guys listening, because it wasn't just like one day we said, yeah, let's talk about it. Why not? It was it was a process behind the scenes because it was it felt very, very brave. It felt like there was danger there. It felt like there was potential risk with the system and this and that and all that. So and again, like we say, talking about psychedelics, it's not we're not advising anything. It's for informational purposes only. And it really is because we don't we're not pros in that realm we're sharing our experiences that's all and getting peaceful with that was a big thing but also again the bravery of of being willing to share not only just conceptually about it but then start to actually share what we're getting from ceremony the depth of that healing the profoundness of the sadness of the connection of the growth of the joy of the healing of the agony of the rigor like all of that to me over the course of our sharing has felt and continues to feel quite brave so i want people to know that and i think that's also part of why it's so powerfully received is both the societal shift going, oh, there's something here to look at. There's something here that could benefit me and the world and my state of emotional life and mental life and physical life. So anyway, I could ramble on, but it's important, I think, for people to know that. As a result of those episodes, in the coming weeks, two good friends of mine are attending ceremony. It's actually this weekend. Oh, wow. So this coming weekend, I'll have two good friends attending ceremony 
as a result of listening to these episodes and deciding, you know what, I want to go and dive into these parts of myself and, you know, have my own experience that I can relate to and, you know, see what kind of growth and learning and development I can find within myself because of it. So I'm really excited. I've been, you know, I've had two friends reach out in the last few weeks and getting those last few kind of bits of advice, you know, what can you tell me about this? What can you tell me about that? What should I bring? What should I do? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Moving around a lot here. No, it's okay. No, same. I've shared with so many people. I've got like a sort of standard cut and paste of a bunch of links and episodes and stuff when people reach out to ask me questions. And I'm always happy to share. I'm always happy to share because I needed that same support. I needed that same uh, informational guidance. I needed, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. I needed sources to do my own research. So like, I'm grateful for the people that helped me learn such that I could find my way to this because it's right for me. And again, it's not going to be right for everyone, but I do invite people if they're interested and they're curious to do your own research, to learn more and see how you're called. Something else that's really interesting that I need to make a mention of is in some of my personal experience, it has been a result of my own decision to seek something out and to go find it and to have that experience. And it's been, I'm going to go make this happen, right? Mm Self-driven. And I would say half the time, the other half the time, I've had trusted people in my life who are close friends, family, people that care about me, people that I care about have come to me and said, you need to do this and have pointedly taken me by the hand, literally taken me by the hand and walked me up and introduced me to the people that I need to meet, made the connections, signed me up, got me on the list, like done the things that are needed to be done to help literally the whole concept of walking each other home is that we need to be there for each other because we can't do all of this on our own. We definitely need support systems. So at times, you know, it really say, hey, you know what I think might really help is this. And how about I get you on the list? Well, how would you feel about that? You know, I'm so grateful. My great, oh my gosh, like ah. to, to, um, I'm not going to mention their names because yeah, I'm I not going to, I but there's two dear friends of mine who each have at different times in my life have taken me and said, come on, it's your turn. This is your time to figure this out and walked literally handheld me to that point. And I don't know that I would have done it otherwise. Like it's really been those, let me help you kind Mm -hmm. of situations. Jay, I'm sitting here feeling so much gratitude for you. Thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this and trusting me. Uh, I could cry, my friend. I'm so grateful. I'm like overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm so thankful. Thank you. What a wonderful thing. I'm so, I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for your friendship and for your willingness to bet on me and bet on us and continue to show up. It really means the world to me. Oh, you're welcome. And it's a pretty easy bet from my perspective. <laughs> if I was going to put some, put some chips on the table, I'd put them on Melanie Curtis any day of the week. So. Well, thank you, my friend. Well, gosh, yeah. okay. We could re- wax poetic per usual as always forever, which 
I love that we have the space to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but any final thoughts on, I mean, I feel like there's a ton more I could say about being yeah, it, it know, out for three years. But yeah, any, any final thoughts? I'm, I'm excited about the future. I'd like to kind of spin things around because we've been reflecting, yeah. right? Like we've been looking backwards at what has got us to where we are. And I'm a big fan of trying to be present in the moment, but keeping my direction forward yeah. and saying, what is it that we're working towards? And obviously the new shows that are coming up with Conscious Connections and Walking Each Other Home are a big piece of the direction of Trust the Journey over the next few years. So I am really excited to see what becomes of these potential energies. Because as we said, we've spent well over a year spooling up the ideas, like getting the intentions in place, getting them organized, getting them thoughtfully curated. So we're not just, you know, starting off with a hope and a prayer, a lot like we did on our first recording. We're like, I don't know, we'll just do it. We have more experience now. And like, okay, we need to put some more structure and thought behind it before we put it into gear and start rolling. So I'm very excited about the future. I'm very excited to see what happens with the brand and I'm patiently waiting on some developments that are coming. So uh, I look forward to seeing what's it going to look like at five years because generally things either go and start to peter out or they go and they pick up gear, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, could stay along at the same speed. But I feel like we've been gradually picking up inertia and and picking up more listenership and learning our processes and improving our qualities and improving our content, improving ourselves, getting better at being us and being honest about who we are and where our strengths are and where our shortcomings are and learning to reveal those things with complete honesty and integrity and not having any shame or guilt connected to them. All of those things are incredibly powerful. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about five years yeah and 10 years I, I can't even sit and i'm having like when i say 10 i'm like can i imagine 10 damn i did this recently with yeah. um some of my co-workers at flight one and we're like can we talk about 25 years from now <laughs> nice can we talk about that it's is that something powerful. that we could envision can we sit and sit at the table and say what does this look like 25 years from now oh wow did it just fizzle out and it's gone or where is it you know, yeah. and we can put that context to any of us. You can do that with a relationship, you know, a family, yourself. Mm-hmm. Number one, where are you? And I've been doing this a lot with myself. Who's Jay Maledsky in 25 years? What does 75 year old Jason Maledsky look like? And what does the next 25 years entail? So I would challenge us to do more of that. Yeah. And I would challenge our listenership to do that more and think about what is happening today that future Jay, future you, future us yeah. is going to look back at and say, whew, thanks for that future or, or past me. Past us? Yeah. <laughs> thanks, past us. We yeah, did, thanks, we past did us. ourselves a solid. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you that I am very excited about the new arms and inviting people into the space. I've said it before, but now that it's starting to really happen, I feel like there is massive potential to share so much more widely by including more people more actively in our space and in our values system and in our family. So I'm I'm super, super psyched about that and am looking 
more consciously myself of where I'm going to insert that time, going back to the very micro of how does one move it forward. It, it's like, yeah, we schedule trust the journey time, but now, and we have a process, you and me, it's, it's sort of easy. I don't need to think about it very much because we, we know what it's like. So it's building this new process with other people and navigating those, those differences, those new nuances of that process. I'm looking more, more consciously at what is that system and where do I slot it in to my very full life? How am I going to do that? Because I, I could easily see myself being like, oh, I don't have anyone scheduled. Oh, I don't know who to, you know, whatever. Oh, this, oh, that. It could so easily. I can already see it happening. Like, I can already see it happening, you know? And so that's why I'm like, okay, just let's watch that because you do care about this. And there's so much potential there that, that I'm excited about. So I don't want to let that fizzle. So I'm going to drop a couple of teasers just yeah. to keep our audience interested and in knowing what's coming up. Um, as I said, uh, we have an episode airing this weekend, which we recorded a little while ago, which is going to be a great one. It's a really good episode. So that's coming September 4th. Uh, you'll hear this episode on September 18th. And so October 2nd. You will hear the first episode of Walking Each Other Home, and that episode is an interview with my first wife and myself, Fernanda Lopez Neubauer Maledski. We were married for 15 years, and I'm very excited that she's the first guest on the show, and we're going to be talking about our relationship and how things you know, came to be and what our journey was and how we stand now after no longer being a couple and, and the, the process that we've had to go through. So it's really about deeply personally sharing our most challenging and tender parts and being, being okay with doing that. And I'm really, really excited about that content and following it. The next episode is a, a good friend of mine, uh, Kylie Hardigan. And she's got a fantastic story to tell that I just have to say, you can't miss that episode when it comes Ugh. out. It is just wonderful. On that note, stay tuned, family. Let's join us on the internet, trustthejourney.today. Like we said, like, comment, share, all the things that help us reach more people. If you, if you feel like it's five stars, we will take those five stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here as always. We love you, we love you, we love you. I'd like to really encourage that if you have a few spare dollars to support the show, it would really go a long way at this time. As we try to diversify and grow and expand, it would be so helpful to have some financial support. So if you go to our website at trustthejourney.today and you scroll down and find the button that says donate now, Patreon, click on it, send us enough money to get a coffee. But really what we're going to do is spend it on the audio production and the video production and all the technology that goes into supporting this program. It's entirely pro bono from Mel and I. So anything you're willing to support would be hugely appreciated. And that does get you into the Trust the Journey family where we it's so great. We just had a wonderful conversation in there yesterday. I, I love everybody in that group so much and I really appreciate everybody who is part of it. Thank you for supporting our program. It truly means the world to us to have your support and that you're part of our family. True that. Thank you, everyone. 
Love you. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you. <laughs>